Welcome to the Bear and Below podcast. This is Cass and Kathleen. We're back at it. Hello. Hello. Back at it again. Coming at you on your Sunday. We are ready to dive deep in this three-part series about the older I get, the less I fill in the blank. What's everybody have to say? And today we are diving deep into what the men had to say. Oh my God. I just loved this little mini series that we came up with. Because as you guys already have hopefully listened to the first two, last week we were talking to the guys and we're like, you know what? It would be really awesome to get a male perspective on all of this. Mm -hmm. I was actually home this past weekend. And so we actually went out to the streets. We went into the streets. (laughs) Yeah, went out to the streets. And we were just asking, you know, random people and and random guys, and they were really open to it. And you know what? They took it really seriously. They were, like, really thinking hard Mm -hmm. about what their answer should be. And it was really awesome to hear and and get that side of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, a couple of them, typical men, weren't willing to go too deep and just gave some generic answers. And that's okay because, you know, that's how a lot of them are. But I'm definitely excited to go over some of these today. But first, we need to gush about how much fun we had when you were home last weekend. I mean, I know for me and like all our friends, having you home is just such a special treat. You just bring such a spark and lightness to Buffalo when you land. I swear to God, I'm not even like exaggerating or trying to guess you up. Like I'm very happy when you're home. It just like fills my heart with love. (laughs) Oh my God. Kathleen, that was like literally the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. Good. I have tears in my eyes. Oh, and I love that you said all of Buffalo feels it. <laughs> we do. All of Buffalo probably hears me. I don't know if they feel it, but yeah. they definitely hear me. They hear you. <laughs> they hear you soaring over downtown, coming in for a landing. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. That is so funny. But holy shit. The fun that we had is, yeah, it's just unmatched. Every time I come home, I'm like, how can we top this? And every time somehow we managed to top it and we went and got our DBA. So we're mm-hmm. official business owners. Holla to ourselves. Yeah, Holla. baby. We're a fish now. And then Saturday night, we went to freaking boozy bingo and holy shit. Top 10 most funnest nights I've ever had in my entire life. I felt like I was dreaming that whole night. I mean, right from when we walked in. First of all, Bianca is so generous. She gave us two sweatshirts, which are so cute. I've been wearing them nonstop. You walk in and like the music's bumping. You sit down, you get set up. I mean, we were like bouncing in our seats like, oh, yeah, like the vibe was so on point. I mean, really, by probably the middle of bingo, everybody was like on their seats dancing. It was like the best time ever. So, yeah, like you said, a dream. And I keep describing it to people. I'm like, you are at the club at 630, but you can be home by 10 p.m. It's funny because last night we were looking something up and Carmen's like searching for whatever. And I see in his search thing, it says, what is boozy bingo? (laughs) 
he didn't come home with me. I go, I go, what is boozy bingo? He's like, yeah, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. He's like, I was probably had a few beers and, you know, he goes, I go, well, what did it say? And he's like, I don't remember. He goes, but did you guys actually play bingo? People keep saying that. Did you actually play bingo? Yeah. Like, yes. We actually yeah. played bingo. Yeah. yeah. We were just dancing on a table and had to dap down, you know, every once in a while, but. Bianca was a great MC because she would notice when like a banger was playing and everybody clearly was not paying attention. Of course, it's boozy bingo. We're also drinking. So she would stop for a minute, like announcing the number. She would kind of wait till the the song died down and then she'd be like, okay, back into it, which I thought was really smart. Otherwise, yeah, it would have been hard to keep up. Oh, yeah. Everybody get your tickets right now. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed you will have the best time of your life. All right. Well, enough about me and my amazing time in Buffalo. Never disappoints. Let's get in to the meat. The meat and potatoes. Meat and the meat. The man meat. The man meat. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Way too many visuals just popped in my head when I said that. Oh, my God. A ton. (laughs) Holy cow sick wait do you ever like and maybe this is me just been married too long like your guy's getting dressed and like you flip on a light or something or you walk into the room and he just has a t-shirt on and like his little wiener is like the tip of it's <laughs> hanging below the t-shirt and you're just like ew fucking gross I don't, that was the image that just popped in my head with the man meat <laughs> Like, have you ever walked in at Carmen getting dressed and he's like halfway done? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Just it's like the most up. disgusting sight ever. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. I am crying again. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's get into okay. it. All right. So, <laughs> go, go, Kathleen. All right, we're going to kick it off with, of course, the typical male answers. The answers that they're just like, don't make me get emotional. Don't make me communicate. It's not fucking happening. So let's hear the first and arguably the best one. Oh, my God. Love you, Pat. This is Kelly's husband, Pat. When we first asked him, his response on text was, well, I don't think about this shit. Okay, so when I saw him in person, then I was trying to probe him a little bit more to have him dive a little deeper. This was his response this time. The older I get, the less I... Uh, What are you talking about? The older I get, finish the sentence, the older I get, the less I... Give a fuck about anything. (laughs) Is that your final answer? That's a great answer. (laughs) Oh my God, who screamed that's a great answer in the background? That was Johnny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't really expect anything more, but I thought I would just try. Sure. So that's all right, Pat. That was a great answer. Did you hear how he said it, though? He said it with extreme passion. I could tell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh. All right. And then you got another one that night, too. This next person... I think he was trying to, like, I don't know, be funny in front of his friends or something. But he said the, l- the less that he jerks off. And then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? Who did you think it'd be more? Because you're probably not getting laid as much as the older you get. So I feel like you'd be jerking off more. But, you know, it was just he was just trying to be funny. So I'm like, OK, come on. 
dig a little deeper. Let's go. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to ask some questions that'll get him thinking, you know? And yeah. then he settled on the less that he cares about offending people. So that was a little more of a normal answer. So that, that was good. Mm-hmm. A little dark though. I don't think that's dark. Not that you want to go through life, you know, worried about every little thing that you say. I mean, you you know, you just got to be yourself at a certain point. But you do want to pay some attention to hurting people's feelings, I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think the older you get, the more you should find that balance between just being you and knowing that you don't have intentions to hurt people and caring about your loved one's feelings, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I wanted to go there and ask more questions like, okay, well, do you mean that just like you're just, you don't care about what people think of you or like what you say, if it's not supposed to be offensive or you just don't give a fuck in general, but I could tell that they were over it. So I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to piss them off. So yeah. Like we said, thou shall not get emotional. Don't even cross that line with me, which we all know those men. (laughs) Yeah. And then just a couple other quick ones that I got that are typical male response, I feel like. One, my friend's boyfriend, he said the less that he wants to go to work because it sucks. And then I started interviewing him with some other questions and they were like, oh my God, this is taking a turn. Um, And then my brother-in-law, he said, he's getting a little more bitter, I think, the older he gets. He said, the less I want to put up with people's bullshit. Then he said he's dealt with so many idiots in his life where they can't get out of a wet paper bag type of idiots. Um, They just don't know how they've gotten through life. So I think he actually meant it to be like he's just sick of people in general. He's sick of (laughs) stupid people. Yeah, which we kind of did get a a lot of that. You know, these are just a, a few, but we did ask a ton of guys and we did actually get a lot where they're just like, I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm sick of people. Mm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm over it, you know, which mm-hmm. is sad in a way, you know. It is. And I liked what you were saying earlier that traditionally the older people get, the more bitter they get, the more angry at the world they get. They're just sick of life. But I think in contrast with our generation, the older we get, we are much more willing to be more introspective. Uh, to change some bad habits. I know me and you are. And I think that's a really good thing. I love that you pointed that out. And that definitely showed through in our in our quest. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah, we were Kath and I were talking about this before we hit record. Of course, sometimes we get the best stuff before we even hit the record (laughs) button. Um, So I'm glad that you reiterated that because it really is true. It's, you know, back in the day, it was never a thing to dig to dig a little bit deeper for the male species, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yeah, yeah, like people in general, but especially you know men. They weren't allowed to have emotion. They weren't allowed to dig deep, and you know you were too girly if you did or if you had too mm-hmm. much emotion. But now I love that some of these men are channeling that inner child, that inner emotion and kind of working on themselves. And it really does show through. It definitely does. Um, So I'm going to read Scott's answer because he gave me a typical answer at first, but because he's my husband, I could be a little bit more aggressive and make him (laughs) 
<laughs> make him dig deeper. And I really, really loved his answer. It was really sweet. It's reflective of his own growth since we started dating, since we had our daughter. So this is what he said. He said, when we, him and I, started elevating our lives, we bought and sold two homes, we had a baby, his excitement for certain things in his life started to change. He said, for instance, 10 years ago, if he listened to himself go on and on about growing flowers and maintaining our landscape, he would have punched himself in the face. And these are, <laughs> these are his words. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm just listening to him and I'm trying not to react. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But he said the older he gets, the more he can see the value in the upkeep of your home that you worked so hard to get. The value in a beautiful yard for your child to play in. And just like the overall beauty and like sacrificing for your family, he said it's not something an immature young man is really able to see. They typically can only see the obligation of like those things, you know, of Mm -hmm. like keeping up with your landscape. And then it just brings you down and takes you away from partying and video games. You know what I mean? He said, but now he just sees all the good stuff that comes along with the hard work. So that really touched my heart. I thought that was very sweet. And it just shows like, yeah, 10 years ago, he was kind of like immature and selfish and prioritized what he wanted over everything and everybody. But now he sees how putting your loved ones in their needs before you pays back way more than the other way around. I love that. Oh, good job, Scotty. That is really sweet. And yeah, it's like, all right, sorry, guys, I can't come out tonight because I got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow in the yard. Like, he's not afraid to say that. For sure. Yeah. Because like, you know, 10 years ago, he was a partier. He's just out getting drunk and high every night and, you know, probably chasing girls before me. And that's just like all he was worried about. And, you know, like how guys are like, okay, you're a fucking loser. You got to get up early in the morning. Like that scene from old school. Remember, he's like, I got a nice little Saturday. We're going to go to Home Depot. And the the college guys are just staring at him like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, it's kind of like a a situation like that. The older you get, you see Will Ferrell's side of things. Yeah, they're like, his buddies are are like, okay, Scott, yeah, have fun going trimming your hydrangeas, (laughs) loser. You know, like, he doesn't care about that anymore, and that's great. He doesn't. I know. I told him when he first brought it up, I was like, that's your, like, toxic masculinity talking. You don't need that. Leave that shit at the door. So we have another one where one of our – avid listeners. I don't know if he wants us to admit that he is. He really gives us good content and he has no problem diving a little bit deeper, which I love. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to play that one next. I'm going to do it just like this, Johnny boy. (laughs) The older I get, the less I care about the amount of friends I have, but the closer friends I have, that's who I care about. That was really cute. Yeah. You just really cherish the ones that you have, right? Exactly. It's not the the number you have. It's the value you have in your close friendship. The quality. Correct. 1000%. Oh, that's cute, Johnny. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. That is really sweet. And it's true. Yeah, it really is true. Quality over quantity. 
But I feel like for people who are naturally social butterflies, they've been this way their whole life, that's a big change for them. I actually have another friend, it's Scott's friend, who's also used to be like a big time social butterfly, but he changed his life. I'm so proud of him. He's been sober for the past five years, and he's had to accept that a lot of friends that were in his life weren't really there for the right reasons, and it's been difficult for him because he is a people person and he likes to be around people. So I'll play his answer right now. The older I get, uh, the less patience I have for people that bring constant negativity. Um, I don't really care if I've known you my whole life or even if you're a family member. Um, If you're constantly negative and you're constantly down and always talking about negative stuff and talking about people and not positive things and ideas, I have zero patience for you whatsoever. Um, At this age, I would rather sit in a room alone with my own thoughts and my own peace than be in a room full of uh, negative people, you know, the party scene and things of that nature. Um, I I value peace uh, way more than I used to. Um, If there's chaos or disarray or uh, bullshit uh, going on with somebody or a group of people, um, I have absolutely zero patience for that anymore. I'll cut you out of my life quick as hell. When I was younger, um, you know, you have more tolerance for that because you feel you need to have people around you at all times. Um, At this age, uh, all I care about is peace and positivity And if you don't bring that into my life at all, I really don't care who you are. I have zero patience for that whatsoever. Um, I'm much happier um, being alone in my own thoughts, in my own, uh, you know, quiet peace uh, than being around people like that with the constant negativity and bullshit and drama. Um, So um, basically, I have zero patience for that type of stuff when I used to have a lot of patience for it or to turn a blind eye to it. Uh, if you show me that at this age, I, I have no reason to be around you. I don't really care who you are. What did you think of that? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that answer. And coming from a man and like what he's been through and mm-hmm. how hard it was for him to probably realize that like, okay, the partying, the drinking, the drugs, like it's not worth it. It's so hard to get out of that because you do have such a good time. Like, okay, maybe somebody in our friend group, when we just put in a 12 hour shift is thinking that same thing. We're like, I don't want to drink anymore, but look at all of my friends. We have a great time and it's wacky. They're all wacky, but, and yeah, we have the best time of our life, but I cannot drink anymore. It takes me to a dark place. How do you pull yourself out of all of that? That's hard. Like that is Mm -hmm. so hard. And I don't know about, we don't have drama like that in our friend group. So I don't, you know, clearly he maybe had some of that going on. And I don't know. It's just, it's really hard to pull yourself out of that place when you constantly are having a, a good time. But, but with that comes constant drama sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And, you know, maybe being in that type of scene all the time, every single night, maybe. I know a couple of people that are still into that type of scene and they are constant drama. And it's like, Mm. I pray to God they pull themselves out of it like 
he was able to and really value that piece and sitting alone and being okay with sitting alone when you've had so much chaos around your life for so long. It's hard. It really is. So kudos to him for for being able to figure this out. Like, that's amazing. We're as friends, Scott, and I are very proud of him. At some point, I'd really love to have him on the podcast, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about addiction and when partying becomes dark because it's just trickling into your life and your decision-making and you know, it's just bringing you down. But yeah, for people that are social butterflies, I would imagine that's just as hard as kicking whatever addiction it is that you have, whether it's alcohol or drugs, walking away from constantly being around people. So yeah, I thought that was interesting that we had two people that had the same type of responses. One, obviously the one we just played is a little bit more serious. Yeah. And and obviously not comparing my Sunday with all of our friends to the same exact scenario. No, no. Is what he just went through at all. Like it, it is totally different. But but when you think about it, there's so many people that are like, I don't I don't want to do this every Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. You know, like mm-hmm. and and it's even that's hard. I can't imagine being around that lifestyle every single day, being addict, you know, having an addiction and everything. So that's yeah, really beautiful. That's, it was beautiful. It's hard to break away from. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one I think we should do is our boy Kyle, who we met at New Era Cap when Cassie was in from out of town. We did some networking and we dropped in there and we met some awesome guys. They actually have their own podcast. Kyle gave us a really cool answer. So I'm going to play that now for everybody. Okay. So the older I get, the less, the less that the Bills' losses don't bother me there as much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've bared through, like, you know, the J.P. Lossmans, uh, the Trent Edwards, the uh, Thad Lewis's and Tyrod Taylor's. So mm-hmm. those losses, like, throughout the that whole, like, decade don't bother me anymore. And every single time, like even the Josh Allen era, mm-hmm. it don't bother me no more. Yeah. Yes. So that's good. Like it, like I just, I just be like, ah, next Sunday. Yeah. There so, you go. All right. That's perfect. You heard it here first at New Era Camp. Yes. Oh my God! Can I just say it was taking everything I had to not bust out laughing when he said one of those players names and I damn well know you didn't know what player it was because I didn't yes, even know what player and you go and you go oh yeah <laughs> yes I, d- I did know the players I'm laughing at myself too we just had to cover our mouths to keep from laughing no I knew all of those players JP Lawson yes JP Lossman used to come in with his family to Laughlin's downtown on Franklin and Tupper I used to waitress there I used to wait on him all the time so yes Missy I knew who he was <laughs> the one I knew most of the Tyrod Taylor I knew him okay I forget which one he said and and you were like oh mm-hmm, yeah I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they were he was talking about all the quarterbacks. They were all terrible. Yeah, and that's a great answer. And that was similar a similar answer to what Carmen said that we gave you a little yeah. preview of on our last episode is that you just don't let it ruin your week anymore. 
may, hopefully not even your day. That's a really step up in progress. Just the older you get, the less you let a sports team ruin your life. <laughs> Which, ladies, we're all probably rolling our eyes right now because I know I am because it's like, really, it's a sports team. Like, you would think these guys are like on the field with the rest of the actual players, the way that they react. But you know, men do have feelings too. So we want to just make sure, you know, hey, we're taking it seriously. Like we understand sports is a big deal in your life. We understand it's emotional for you. So the fact that they were able to dig deep, change a little bit, grow a little bit and say, you know, I accept some things now more than I did when I was younger, I think is, I think is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, Kath, why don't you get into, um, I think you got a really good one about dating. Um, from Mm -hmm. one of the guys. So I want to hear that one. Yes. So this is another friend of Scott's that's like also my friend too. I've actually known him longer than I knew Scott, but he's a single guy. So his response was dating related, which I really appreciate. So you guys are going to like this. All right, here we go. So the older I get, the less picky I am with the women I want to date. For example, I used to only go for women that look like Kim Kardashian types, you know what I mean, basically. But now I find myself more attracted to women's sense of humor, her ambition, how kind she is. I don't just close myself off anymore to like one specific type of look. Um, kind of look for all the details, you know. Love you, be low baddies. <laughs> <laughs> he does love us. <laughs> Oh my God. That is, I love you, Biblo baddies. I love how all of the guys have been saying, calling us Biblo baddies. I know. It's so cute. All of them have been. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love that. But that's really cool. So I was wondering where he was going to go with it when he first started saying it, like the less, you know, picky he is because I'm, it, my initial response is no. Oh my God. You better freaking be picky. Like don't lower your standards or anything, but he was talking oh. looks wise. Looks so wise. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I love the answer and he's going for more of the personality than just writing somebody off just because they don't look like a certain way. Yeah, I remember he used to say years ago that he always looks at women's nails. If they don't have their nails done, he will not date them. He's like, it's something. He's not like a misogynistic guy by any stretch of the imagination. He just really, I think, liked that glitzy, glamorous type look, which whatever, it's fine. But you're really closing yourself off to some possible, like, awesome people if you're if they don't have their nails done, like who cares? Yeah. Like I mean, you they- right now don't have your nails done. So, and Gross. I'm not, I mean, I'm kind <laughs> of judging you, but not really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I want to know what made him switch. Was it a one-time event? Was it just the fact that he's like, oh my God, I'm not finding anybody. And the girls with the looks don't have, maybe they don't have the personality that he's looking for. I wonder if there was like a switch Or if it was gradual, like, I don't want to be alone forever, so I better start looking into a personality. I could probably answer this for him. I honestly think it's a maturity thing for him. 
And also, you know, he is like 38 years old. He's been single for probably a good 10 or so years now. And he has dated a lot. And I think it's not like a lowering his standards type thing. Well, fuck, I can't get the girl that I want. So I'm just going to take whatever. I think it's he's gotten to know other women that aren't his specific look and realized Mm -hmm. like these girls make me laugh and I have a lot of fun with. Maybe I should consider like opening myself up to more than just like a you know, pristine, perfectly glitzy glamour girl, you know? Yeah. I think that's what it is. Maybe he was not even on a date with these women. He's just starting to pay attention to women in general, like in, in normal conversation and with your yes. groups of friends. And he's like, wow, she's actually funny. Like, oh, girl, yeah, I'm kind of digging that humor. I think that's exactly what it was. And like, oh, my God, wow, maybe she's – not that type, but she's got a good sense of humor. And oh my God, I kind of got tingly, like, because, you know, so I love no, that. for sure. I used to tell him, uh, this girl that he worked with, he talked about all the time he worked with her for the longest time. I'm like, why don't you date her? And he was like, no, no, no. Cause I knew she, the she, girl's very cute, but not his look. And, yeah. um, but over time, like, I think that's maybe that girl he's not dating her, but maybe he it made him realize like there are other women out there that do make me feel good. And that, you know, in turn, I am attracted to because I have such a great connection with them. And he probably spent a lot of years when your motivation is just looks, you yeah. know, you probably don't turn out the greatest connection. And I'm sure over the years, he's just kind of had to come to grips with that. Like this isn't giving me really what I want out of life. It's time I open myself up to these other connections that I have. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So next, I just want to touch on what my uncles said because they do listen to the podcast. They are fans and they're so funny. They are you would think that they're 12 years old, the texts that I get from them. Um, it's so funny. So my one uncle, he kind of gave the generic answer, like some of the other guys, like the less he gives a shit or right. the less he wants to be around people, I think it was or something. But my other uncle gave a really genuine answer and he said the less that he likes to be away from his family. I know it was really sweet. And this is all in a group text. And so my other uncle was like, oh, you fucking pussy. Like, what an answer. You know, and they both have families and stuff. And I hate saying that P word. But then my he was just getting ragged on for giving such a an emotional answer. But he's a retired correctional officer. Now him, both of my uncles work with my dad or for my dad. I don't know. But they go to Ohio a lot. So he is away from his family a lot more and everything. And the just, oh my God, they give each other shit all day long. And so I knew as soon as my, my uncle gave that emotional answer of being away from his family, he was going to get shit about it. And and he did, but mm-hmm. you know, you really value that the older that you get, you value your family time and time with your children a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine the older you get for men specifically, the less that they care. Like, same with Scott about other guys being like, oh, you're a fucking pussy. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. They just don't care as much anymore, which I think is so refreshing. Yep. And they were just, you know, teasing each other like sure. brothers would. Right, right. 
All guys do that, though. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good one. I, I like the feedback from, like, the older men because these are not yeah. men in their 60s, right? Well, my uncles are pretty young. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Early so, what, 50s, like 50s? Early, oh, early 50s. 50s. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, whatever. Older, like, 50s. Well, I'll say 60s because the last one we're going to read is actually from my dad, and my dad's in his 60s. Um, As I mentioned, call back to episode five. My dad's crazy, crazy Italian. We love him, but he does have a lot of good insight, and I knew he'd have a good one for us. So he said the older I get, the more patience he has overall. He gave me a quick example that he said it just happened to him. He was in a parking lot, and he was going to pull into a spot. And the car just zipped in and cut in front of him. And he said when he was younger, he would have flew right out of the car, started screaming, (laughs) flipping out. Yeah. He said, but now he just kept it moving and found another spot. And I said, that's awesome, dad. And I, but I pushed him a little bit more. I said, well, what's the benefit that you think, you know, having that patience now is instead of being so reactive. And he said, number one, being in his sixties, it does help keep his blood pressure low, which I thought was funny. I was like, (laughs) okay, I go besides the physical aspect. What's the other benefit of having more patience? And he said, the less he argues with everybody and fights with everybody, yeah. it's a less of an opportunity to say something that he doesn't mean and then has to go back and apologize for or go back and take back completely. And he's like, you know, sometimes you say things and it doesn't matter if you apologize. They can never be unsaid. You can never take it back. Yes. Yeah. So I wow. thought that was really insightful from from an older man who was very reactive my whole life. So this was nice. Nice to see the growth, Dad. Yeah, I think my dad the same. He was an extremely reactive, reactive man. And now, yeah, he's definitely more chill. He he would always park in the back of the parking lot anyways because he would be so terrified if somebody parked too close or, you know, oh, possible get a scratch on his vehicle or something. Yep. But, yep. yeah, just like somebody – if somebody did park too close to him, he would have probably waited there maybe and wanted to flip out on them. Like, why are you parked so close to me? I parked 10 spots back so you don't park next to my brand new truck. But he doesn't do that anymore. He's more lackadaisical. So I love that we had answers from just about every generation. Mm-hmm. You know, younger generation, mid. Now we have some older answers because that's where the wisdom comes from. Like, that is some wisdom right there that your dad just gave us. There is hope. You can turn it around and have more patience. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you aren't going to have to go back and apologize to anybody. Less. Or apologize less. Apologize less. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this episode was amazing. I loved that we had a whole episode dedicated to men. Not just talking shit about men. For (laughs) once, we were actually... We are actually talking about some of the positive things and getting their perspective. I loved this. And I know that they're all going to be listening to this because now Mm -hmm. they're, oh my God, I'm famous. I was with the Biblo baddies. They recorded me. I love when they call us Biblo baddies. Yeah. So I loved that we did this episode and I think we need to do some more of these. Don't you? Oh, yeah. We got to have... We got to have a man perspective on the podcast. That's definitely coming soon, guys, when we can uh, have some guests coming on. Yeah. Quote of the episode is, real masculinity is not dominating the weak. 
real masculinity is empowering the weak. Yes. And I watch TikTok videos on this all the time, toxic masculinity versus real masculinity, because real masculinity is actually super special and powerful, especially in a relationship. Like me, for example, like when Scott makes me feel safe, like with my emotions and everything, like I am much more receptive to like everything about him. And it just, it's something that I think is super powerful. And I'd like to do an episode on this in the future. I think that would be really fun. But anyways, let's get into our BLO shout out. Last segment of the day. Super pumped for this. Guys, we're coming out with some merch. Merch, 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 merch. And guess what? Baron Bilo, baby. We're our own motherfucking shout out. What up now? That's how we do it. What's up, girl and boys? Well, we only have merch for girls right now, but guys, this is just the beginning. We no. can't friggin' wait. We're, no, take it back. Oh. Our t-shirts are actually ma- are actually male t-shirts. Like, oh. okay, that's yeah. Right. They're oversized male, or maybe they're unisex or something. So they can wear a t-shirt. So okay. don't exclude them. Every man that we just mentioned on this podcast better be wearing our t-shirt. Yep, we got extra large for you. Yep. So we've got crew neck sweatshirts cropped. We've got, like we just said, the oversized tees. We've got a bare and below tumbler with our signature tagline. We're not therapists. We've just been to one. We got Biblo earrings, hats. We got it all. So we're going to need you guys to go to the website, www.bearinbelow.com. Check everything out. We are so excited for you guys to see this. And if you guys have any questions at all about how things fit, because I have a different body type than Kathleen, two of our best friends were our models. They have different body types than we do. So if you have any questions how something might fit, don't hesitate to reach out. You're going to love it. We are so excited. It's long overdue that we're finally getting this launched. By the way, the crew neck crops are amazing and super duper soft. And the hats are also amazing. Everything's amazing. Everything. And let me just say real quick about the crop sweatshirts. Being a shorter girl, I have to be very careful about buying, especially a crew neck that is too bulky and like thick in the material because I just end up looking like an Oompa Loompa, all my shorties. I know you know what I'm talking about. Our sweatshirts are super duper soft and they like drape right over your shoulder so they don't make you feel too bulky. So that is one big time thumbs up for the shorties. Yes, totally. And real quick, Buffalogo, they created our merch for us. And then Palms Creations are doing our tumblers and our earrings with Especial Designs. I am so sorry. I probably just butchered that. Especi all designs. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is you're not supporting just us. You're supporting other local businesses, two local businesses when you purchase all of our merch. And that's how it's done, people. That's how we come together. Below, what up? Make sure you follow us, subscribe, download our episodes, rate us, find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. We out. We out, baby. We love you, Biblo baddies. Woo-woo. Love you. Thank you. Thank you.